This show was brought to you by Ouch My Ego. OuchMyEgo.com So, LB is here. Hey! And I am here. And we're doing something that I typically don't like to do. Talk to me? No, I like to talk to you. Oh, okay. No, it's cover anime. The reason, I gotta tell you, is most often, including this one, anime is just too easy, or animated films are just too easy to be weird in, or strange. Right. Or just like, oh my god, you see that weird thing? It did this weird thing. Because you can draw weird things. Yeah, way easier than make weird things happen in, in live action. So, anime usually gets a pass for me, but I know that you can do, like, Perfect Blue and Paprika and other films, but I also like to have audio clips sometimes, or at least a trailer that's in English. So, there's my explanation as to why I typically don't like to do animated features. Hmm. It's too easy. But, not this one. What did we just watch? Belladonna of Sadness. Kanashimi no Belladonna, also known as La Sorcerie Tragédie de Belladonna. <laughs> Made in 1973. When you think of anime, what do you think of, Elby? Mm, like Akira? I would say that that is a Japanese animated film, as opposed to an anime. Oh, you mean... Pokemon. Oh, okay, or... okay. You mean like Sailor Moon and stuff. Yeah, well, that's what I think of. Oh. When you say anime. Dragon Ball Z! <laughs> okay. But something like Akira, that's straight up a film that is animated and they being animated you can do some special things like we said it's too easy but like how do you do that live action back then in 1988 you don't right now what is this tale about oh boy it's about a lady and a man who get married before the grace of god basically and when they go to get their marriage i guess approved by the lord of the land yeah he's like um well you have to pay your taxes and they're all well we sold our milk cow because they're peasant farmers or whatever we sold our milk cow so here's the money from the milk cow for the tax of getting married and the lord's like no that's not enough i need 10 more cows and they're like uh we're peasants sir we can't do that and then the lord 
and his wife, the lady of the, the realm. <laughs> yeah. They decide that the debt can be paid by deflowering the lady because she is still chaste. They haven't consummated their marriage. Yes, thank you. I couldn't think of the word. I was thinking conjugate. Con- conjugal, you know? Yeah. Like, no, that's not right. Right. Their names are Jean and Jean. Mm-hmm. One is a feminine spelling, one is a masculine spelling. Mm-hmm. Because they're French. This yes. is a French story. Yes. And it's medieval. It's just around the time where the Black Plague happens. It starts just before. Mm-hmm. So this debt is going to be paid now. This Jean is going to be gangbanged, I guess, by the entire royal court, I court. suppose. Yeah. Like it's, it's anybody who wants to. Mm-hmm. So this seems to have been a thing in medieval times. You know, if a royalty was married, the royal court would be in the same room as the deflowering was happening mm-hmm. to make sure that the consummation of the marriage happened. Uh-huh. But to this extent where the I think I've heard of it before, but I'm not sure where. I took a course on the medieval history of England and the guy never taught out of the book. Are you sure that you're just not talking about going to medieval times? Dinner and tournament? No, I'm not talking about medieval times, which I did go to and that was pretty gruesome as this movie actually gets. It was kind of that gruesome. Hmm. The torture room just before you go to the uh, sitting down and eating and watching the (laughs) nights, there's a torture room, which is a little museum where you learn about things that get shoved up things. Oh, so you don't actually get tortured though? No, I mean, unless seeing those things is torture. Maybe that counts as torture, yeah. It could be, depending on how sensitive you are. So I've heard of, like, the lord or lady of the manor or of the court, whatever, the kingdom, their realm, realm. Sounds (laughs) dumb. D&D. Anyway, I've heard of them having this whole, like, now do this, now do that, and you have to, or else, you know? And that seems to be here, but everybody seems, like, really quick to do it. Yeah. They take her, and visually, well, what's the artwork like, man? When you say anime, you don't think of this. No, it's a completely different style of what I would consider to be anime. I don't even know how to describe it, because, you know, I'm not really up on artistic styles, I guess as far as I mean I can visually recognize things but I don't know how to describe stuff well I think it's very psychedelic because it's made in 1973 uh-huh. and it very much looks like a lot of sort of art nouveau pop style that was uh-huh. happening at the time you see some of it reflected on movie posters like Barbarella had some of it going on okay yeah especially the hairstyles uh-huh. uh, she's very Barbarella-ish in this right yeah that definitely reminded me of the Barbarella comics the big the uh-huh. big Hair, high hairstyle but very long hair at the same mm-hmm, time mm-hmm. not quite a beehive but it was, right. it's that sort of Hollywood mod she looks like Brigitte Bardot something like that yeah but it does actually look like Japanese art like it came out of a Japanese hand there's a I, there's only one way that I can think of it like you think of the Marvel house style that just came out of Steve Ditko or something or you mm-hmm. think of the Archie house style that came out of Dan DiCarlo you know that it came out of this white guy or this other you know I don't know if Steve Ditko was probably another white guy too but when it comes to anime like very often especially back then the only type of people that were drawing that were japanese that's why it's japanese animation Mm -hmm. later now now you get just about anybody and everybody right people in peru to people stateside anybody and everybody can draw it and they do there's so much just look at deviant art yeah yeah anime is very influential to everyone yeah i mean i've even dabbled in it Uh dabbled (laughs) 
It's like my second t-shirt design for a uh-huh. band called Low Pressure it was anime inspired where they were all in like these like robot biker suits. Don't ask me. It's based on some bubble gum crisis thing. I don't really like to talk about it. It's, and it's not good art. It's a painful memory. Well, it's not. Yeah, I guess it's growing pains as, as an artist. Ah, I'm yeah, tra- okay. Testing what I can do. And, yeah, I have that as a writer. There are some articles that I'm like, no, please. Don't, 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 read, don't, don't read, read that, that one where I'm like, that smells like a fart. The end of the article. <laughs> <laughs> That's not very good writing, Ellie. <laughs> Neither is my anime art. Good drawings. Anyway. But this style sort of changes throughout the movie, too. Well, at least it has two styles. But here's the thing. Do you know the artwork of Egon Shell? The Embrace, that's the name of it, I do believe, where it's kind of like this long tapestry and it has a woman standing facing you. And then around her is this very lanky, spindly hand man kind of kissing her neck and embracing her. No, I don't it's know like this that goldish at all. brown painting sort of thing with, you know, of course, skin tones. Okay, so that style of art seems to also be influencing this, especially since that used negative space. The art in this movie very often uses negative space. Yes. It's just her hair and her face and nothing else. Right. Or, yeah, anyway. It's hard to describe art. It is. <laughs> <laughs> like, some some of these drawings just look, I mean, they look like they're incomplete drawings, yet not. <laughs> but it's not bad. That's, that's yeah. the complete drawing is the incomplete drawing. Yeah. You know when you look at an incomplete drawing that's not actually finished, you know it's not actually finished when you look at it. You don't go, yeah, that's pretty good. I'm done. Right. No. You go, no, that's that's not done. Get back to work. Finish it. <laughs> but here, everything that looks incomplete is deliberately incomplete. Mm-hmm. I think. I mean, there's also probably a budget constraint because half of the movie is not animated. I'm just giving it a, a percentage. I think about 50% is still images. Like still. Like still water. Not like still as in, oh, they still are. Ah, of course they still are. <laughs> But yes, it's still images and the camera just pans across it. Right. Am I wrong by saying that the coloring is kind of like watercolor? Is, no, you're is, not is, wrong. Is, is that a like a really um, naive thing to say? Well, it looks like they use markers and it looks like they use watercolors. Okay. And of course, pencil. And I don't know how much ink was involved. There are some things that look like traditional cell animation. And mm-hmm. then there's a lot of it that looks just like what you said. Right. But back to the story. Yeah. So she is deflowered. She's very humiliated as you would imagine yeah. they go back to their home their little farm she's depressed you know she's worried all the time they are having trouble paying their taxes etc etc it's a hard life so not only do they have those anxieties but she has this emotional trauma from this horrible experience and one night she's visited by a peony demon i think he's like a little penis demon dick demon demon dick peony demon peener demon wiener demon demon dong <laughs> a demon dong okay demon dong it is he tries to talk her into revenge on the royal court this sequence is really interesting is it, it? well i mean just trying to imagine if it was happening to me if i mean it, it's like a little what four inch thing it's like an action figure. Yeah, and it's not like details of a penis. It's, it's not like it's got veins and, and a head or right. anything. It's just like this kind it's of... It's just phallic. Yeah, it's this phallic image of this creature, and it goes from being white to red, and it's in her hand and moving up and down. Like, it's kind of just playing with her. Yeah. And so I'm like just trying to imagine if this was happening to me, and like it's just kind of ridiculous. I mean, it's absolutely ridiculous to think about. Anyway, <laughs> and she's 
refusing him because, I mean, that's a weird situation. And also, she still is at this point pretty chaste. As far as, I mean, she's not a virgin anymore, but... Obviously. Yeah, she's uh, still has good in her heart, I guess. Like, she's a godly woman at this point, still. Yeah. But also, the, the whole debt has now been paid, obviously, by her being deflowered so violently. And visually, it is violently. Like, she's... Metaphorically, they use the image of her literally being ripped in half. Mm -hmm. But that is a metaphorical image of the ripping in half because moments later she's crawling back not ripped in half. Like, you can't do that live action is what I'm saying. Mm -hmm. And if you do, I think you're going to have people walking out of the theater. Or it wouldn't be released in the theater. Right. But time goes on. Just a bit of time, as you said. She refuses the demon dong for a little while. But then she sort of becomes curious about it. She gets kind of giggly. She tells him he's funny. So you can tell that she's a little bit interested so after a little bit more coercion, she lets him invade her, I guess is a way to say it. And that gives her a little bit of power. Like this is a power exchange. Like I'm going to let this demon dong kind of have its way with me and it's going to give me a little bit of power. So it comes to be tax collection time again. And Jean and Jean are the only ones who are able to pay their taxes because this demon Demon Dong has granted them some source of income somehow, and no one else in the village can pay their taxes because their luck is really bad. The Lord is really impressed that they were able to pay their taxes, so he grants the male Jean a position in the royal court as their new tax collector. So he's got this status now, and it all comes from Demon Dong granting these powers to the lady Jean. Can I just say Jean <laughs> for her? It's easier. Like, like you watch the movie, there's subtitles because it's in Japanese. And you see the difference. And you can, the yeah, because you can see Jean, J-E-A-N versus Jean, J-E-A-N-N-E, which is the feminine. So I'm just going to say Jean from now on. You dumb American. <laughs> All right. Jean for her, Jean for him. Yes. Okay. So at one point during his tax collecting, he goes back to the Lord and is like, the town doesn't have any more money. Everybody's broke. And he's like, fine, we'll take it out on you. And he's like, what? Wait, what? No, wait, what? And he cuts off his hand. That's a biblical thing, right? No, well, no, it's not. A biblical thing is eye for an eye, tooth for a tooth. Okay, well, a medieval legendary thing. Well, doomsday. Oh, wait, I know what I'm thinking about. I'm thinking about when thieves get their hands cut off. Yes, yeah. Okay, but sorry. doomsday was simply tax day. Right. This is a medieval thing. Right. And if you got in a bar brawl and you bit off a guy's cartilage of his ear, you get that taken out in taxes when tax season comes around. It's going to be put on a ledger and then they're going to look at you and go like, how'd you get that wound? Did you inflict whatever? You answer correctly or honestly. And let's say you bit off a guy's nose. Well, you get your nose slashed or bit off. Oh, you don't just have to pay a fine? No, not necessarily. Unless, well, okay, yeah. You do if you have the money. Otherwise, you pay by the violence you inflicted on someone I wonder else. how much a person's nose is worth. Me too. Two eggs? More. A chicken? A whole yeah, chicken? a whole chicken. Maybe a baby goat. Goats. Goats are cool. But anyway, this movie has no goats in it. So he goes crawling back to her, and she's visited again by Demon Dong, and Demon Dong mm -hmm. is like, Hey, 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 you're closer and closer and closer to giving me all of your soul. I want your soul. I want your soul. You can have my body, though. But you'll never have my soul, because I love Jean. Mm -hmm. So he's like, All right, fine, fine, I'll wait. <laughs> 
But as the demon Dong visits her more and more, she learns, I guess, more about the power of seduction. And she can manipulate people, she can get what she wants, she can help other people get what they want. Now there's a war going on. Yeah. And all the men are going out to war, including Jean. Including the Lord. Yes. So the lady of the village, whatever. There, there's a castle and then there's a village. Yeah. She's in charge. And she's incredibly jealous of Jean. But there's no money in the village. So they need to get some guy who's rich to loan them money so that they can still be a functioning village. And he doesn't want to give it to them. So Jean seduces him, gets the money. Everyone's super impressed. And now she becomes a money lender. Yeah. She becomes the money lender of the town. She has that much money. Basically, she did the guy until he said, yes, take everything. Right. (laughs) Right. So now she's in control of the economics of the village, I guess. Yeah. And she has the village following her. They abide by her word, basically. Right. And that's when the lady becomes very jealous, very envious of her. Yeah. Like, who's the boss here? I'm the lady. This is my land. And they're listening to her. Which is actually a medieval thing. You know, very often you have the person on the ground, ground level, having some sort of resistance Mm -hmm. against the king or the lords or whatever. Well, yeah. And the little guy is more charismatic or has something more than royalty behind him, morality. But this is a weird tale that the morality gets more and more muddled because she's righteous until she isn't. Right. So as the moneylender, she has this big green cloak and it's really awesome fluorescent green coloring and it's really cool looking. I like it. She just has people following her left and right. Mm -hmm. It's the entire town. They think she's awesome. Yeah. But everybody comes back from the war and the lady is like, look at this crap, man. This is garbage. (laughs) And her little page gets so mad because he's in love with the lady. He runs up and slashes that green cloak off of her. Right. And the entire township then turns rabid and attacks her again. Almost, but not quite as rapey as before. Right. This is the way that they kind of banish her from the town. Yeah. And where she becomes very desperate. I don't know. They don't show it as rapey as before, but maybe they actually did something similar to her. Mm-hmm. Her husband's now drunk. Mm-hmm. He's back from the war, but he's an absolute drunk. And she crawls to... The desert. This Well, there's this big mountain also that has a split in it, and it's kind of vaginal. This movie mm-hmm. is very uh, symbolic with things. Yeah. And she crawls into it where she meets Demon Dong again. But he's bigger. You know, every time she gives him a little bit of herself, he becomes bigger. Yeah. He even says that at the very beginning. I'm small like this because of you. Mm-hmm. I want to ask you something really quick, though. The green cloak. Mm-hmm. They say in the film that green is the color of the devil or something like that. You Like green is a very satanic color. Never heard of that before. I haven't either, but you know, you think, you know, green is the color of envy. Yeah, green is envy, but also green is earth. Now, I would understand if they're saying in witchcraft terms that green would be symbolic of, of like of witchcraft in itself because mm-hmm. witchcraft a lot of times is worship of the earth. Yeah. One with nature and the imps and fairies and maybe, I don't know, if, I don't know too much about witchcraft, but mm-hmm. I know that much about using the earth and herbs and uh-huh. herbal remedies for things, which is now called science. But back then it was called witchcraft. Yeah. But also it's worship of that. That would be the witchcraft. Mm-hmm. So green might be that. Her steering closer and closer to that. Maybe. Also the color of money. Yeah, true. true. But that's Western money. Yeah, right. And this is 1973 anime. I don't know if they had, right? Well, pretty much every country but the United States has very colorful money. Yeah. Like different colors. Like different, multicolored. Yeah. Yep. So. And ours is not necessarily even green. Right. Just over time it tarnishes and uh-huh. looks a little green. Uh-huh. But 
I don't, yeah, I guess green could be a sinful color. I guess. It's just symbolically for things, but I've never heard of it as a, like, in growing up in a Southern Baptist church sort of thing. I've never heard, green is the color of the devil. Right. Like you always associate red or, you know, blackness or... Yeah. So as she's crawling to Demon Dong, he reveals himself to actually be... <laughs> Satan! Right. <laughs> He's got her where he wants her, in the most desperate down spot she could ever be. She's broken, beaten down, can't even get around. Yeah, without an old woman cane, mm-hmm. she'd fall into the ground. Sorry. Yep. She's shivering and she's cold and she's bitter and alone. Except she's in a cave with the devil. Mm-hmm. Pinkerton, everybody. If you didn't know, Weezer, the good life. Yeah. So she does it. She lets him have her body and her soul. So now she's a wife of the devil. Waifu. Yeah. And this is where things get... Already, the movie was strange looking. And this is the turn where it's a totally different style of animation. And I don't understand this part. <laughs> okay. Because it shifts from that standard style of artwork that we have, which is very beautiful, somewhat, like I said, art nouveau, mm-hmm. Egon Shellish, but also very glamorous faces of yeah. the beautiful gene to this very tripped out late 60s early 70s style cross between yellow submarine and schoolhouse rock yeah exactly (laughs) this hippy dippy trippy right and there's some really cool images in this Uh uh-huh and then there's of course that stuff that i i don't like which is more like the yellow submarine stuff i'm not too into the 60s kind of animation like that but Throughout, there's also really cool-looking things, animal drawings and whatever, yeah. that are popping up. But it's very modern. It, like, they show cities. It's like a, a passage through time. So I was expecting the movie to show from this scene, where she's tripping out being inundated with the devil's magic, whatever, that this was a passage of time showing, and when you come out of it, she's now in a modern era. Oh. And that she's Rip Van Winkled in some sort of way. Oh, well... That's what I expected during this sequence. But the end point would be that. Oh, I, well, I kind of looked at it as a sort of the same thing as what you're saying, but not as she would come out in the future. But like, you know how they say time is non-linear? Like, so she's being engulfed by the devil's magic. She can see the future and the past and the present so like all together. she's in the fourth dimension. Right. Looking down at the third dimension. Yeah, that's kind of third how I saw big, it. Third flat, big everything that she can see all points uh-huh, uh-huh. up until the modern point of history, which was 1973 at that point. Uh-huh. So it doesn't go into the future with iPhones and stuff. <laughs> Our present. Oh my god, what if it did? <laughs> that would be really weird. Like, but let's slow down the animation <laughs> and go bit by bit right. and see. There's that photo of the guy from you know the, the early 1900s with the, the cell phone up yeah. to his head. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, I do. I don't know if that's doctored or not. I'm sure it is. Yeah, it probably is. <laughs> One of those internet rumors, uh-huh. myths. And legends. Uh-huh. Anyway, that's where I thought this was going, where the end point was, but that's a very good theory. It's actually kind of a better theory, but it's still not clear in the film that that's actually what happened. It's just like, listen to this groovy tune <laughs> and look at these trippy pictures. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. Yeah, I really like the music in this. It's funky. It's funky. It's kind of sleazy, but like not a... It's not American sleazy. Right. It's, it's not like like bump and grind sleazy. Right, right, right. And it's not um, dirty. Like, I, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I, I, just, I say sleazy, but I don't mean like filthy sleazy. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So the sequence is a little back sheet, if you think about it. Yeah. Right? And neither of us like back work. True. 
so heavy traffic, uh, American pop. Heavy metal? Well, he didn't do heavy metal. Right. But there are certain are bit, bits out of heavy metal which seem very backshe. Yeah. And there are certain bits that don't seem backshe at all, and those bits I like. So a lot of the, the, the weird, trippy... Like, he did a movie called Coonskin. Yeah. Which I don't think I've yet seen. I've seen maybe clips or so from YouTube because I don't think it's available, actually. That's the one that gets recommended to me. Like, if I put it out in public that I don't like Bakshi... Oh, you need to watch Coonskin. Right. Like, okay. It's highly problematic. Stereotypical. Stereotyping <laughs> everybody. Great. You need to watch that one. Cool. Because Thank you. Because Twitter hates anything problematic, but watch the problematic one. <laughs> it's very impactful. So, okay. I get it. Made in the dead 70s about stereotypes, I'm sure. Got it. Fritz the Cat, that's one that I was going to mention. Oh. So, so anyway, yeah, uh, that sequence is Schoolhouse Rock meets the Beatles animation thing and a little bit of Bakshi, and it's very weird. But we come out of it, and she's this earth goddess, Mm -hmm. now completely naked. Yeah. And everybody comes to her for cures and remedies. Mm -hmm. And the coloring is completely different now. I mean, it's still kind of watercolor at times, but what I mean is like the actual color choices Mm -hmm. are completely different. It's very bright, kind of springy. Right, yes. Oh, beautiful. She has this moment where she's like, she's at odds with herself because she made the pact with the devil. And she thought that she should be hideous and ugly. Mm-hmm. And she's beautiful, even more beautiful than before. Right, she's there's like, where this, are my wrinkles? There's this one drawing of her that's just like a still drawing. And I can imagine like when they're just deciding what everything looks like in pre-production. Somebody just drew this picture of the most beautiful version of her. And it's mm-hmm. just a still pencil drawing. Mm-hmm. I don't think there's any colors. Maybe if it's color, it's like blue pencil or something. And they're like, uh, yeah, this is what she's supposed to look like. Right? All right, I don't know what to do with this, though. They commence with making the movie until that scene, and they're like, well, this is the most beautiful picture we have of her. Let's put it in there. A still for, like, 30 seconds, and you're just staring (laughs) at this beautiful drawing. And then it cuts to her animated, and it does quite look differently when she's animated. I mean, she's still pretty. Yeah, but it doesn't obviously look like that one beautiful drawing. Yeah. And that drawing stood out. Yeah. Is what I'm saying. And I like art, okay, people? Shut up. It's what I do. I art anyway. She thinks she should be hideous and she's not. And the devil's like, You think evil isn't beautiful? Right. And she's like, Oh, oh, okay. But people come to her. And uh, there's this big old party happening. A party. Yeah. Hold on. There's this big old (laughs) party happening. There's always a party happening at her place. But it's the townspeople coming to the town. And they, the Lord and the Lady are having this conversation about it. And the Lord is like, well, where are they getting their stuff from? And she's providing it for them. And they're like, no, they bring it to her. And then they just party. <laughs> and and the, the Lady's like, ah, stop it. We need to kill her. And he's like, wait, we'll let her undo herself. Yeah. We've got to figure out how to find her weakness. In the meantime, the page shows up after this massive orgy. The orgy, the party orgy sequence is also one of the trippier art scenes, and it just keeps going. It's very lengthy. There's a lot of body parts being connected to other body parts in very creative ways. To speak to the gorehound segment of our listeners, this is very similar to what you would see in Brian Usna's society finale. Hmm. Except sexier, yeah. wrapped in strands of and waves of hair as opposed to 
just slimy body parts. Ah, see, I was thinking Event Horizon kind of, but no. but but not horrific. No, I wouldn't think. You remember Society? You hate it. It's the orgy okay. of gooey I don't, body parts. I don't, you don't remember? I don't hate Society. I hate Society. No, see, the thing is, I like the idea of Society, but I don't like watching it. I thought you hated like, the movie. Like, um, conceptually, I'm cool with the society. Yeah, I just don't okay, like that's why it. I hate the movie, because it didn't live up to the concept. <laughs> that's fine. And I thought that you hated it. No, I mean, like I, I don't know. I it's bad 90s. I haven't watched it in long enough that I can't really say if I hate it or not. I remember being very disturbed by it, but that, that's the point. So Yeah, at the very end. It succeeds. I think the special effects and stuff is a feat in it unto itself. Yeah. And I'm not, I understand and I'm disturbed by that appropriately, etc., etc. But what I hate about it is that the rest of the movie is just the most milk toast early 90s made for TV looking dreck <laughs> until that point. That's what I hate about it. Oh, uh, okay. That crazy, disgusting point, I don't hate. I understand and I appreciate the artwork that went into it because making monsters and gross, gooey suits is artwork. Oh, yeah. And that's what I'm trying to bring the point of. Society's gross, disgusting, slimy orgy. This isn't so body horror where it's like bodies merging with bodies until this quick montage of... Oh, what were the... There was a, a guy whose penis was actually a giraffe. Yeah. Neck. There was a snail penis looking thing that was inserted into a clam. Yeah, that's not metaphorical at all. No. There's lots of animals in this. Like, there's yeah, so dogs and stuff there, like there that. There is a dog. And there's also something that looks maybe like a baby or a little person. Mm-hmm. And you can't tell because mm-hmm. it's just a tiny over on the left right. hand side drawing right so you're clearly getting that especially when the animals are involved mm-hmm. that this is not clean or not good that this is wicked but at the same time the royalty is constantly being like this is against god and they're being the stereotypical mm-hmm. zealots right the kind that Cinema loves to hate. Yeah. I believe for good reason. <laughs> However, who are you for in this story? Because I'm not for the jealous lord and lady who are upset that their power is being usurped and they're, they're saying, no, our power, sure, but also gods. Yeah, the gods is a footnote to you guys. I'm not for them. But also, Jean is arguably more and more worse and bad, especially when it comes to that orgy where there's animals involved and so on. Well, as far as animals being involved, I kind of don't know if we should take it literally as there are actual animals being involved in this or if it's just... Animalistic. Animalistic, yes. So, you like the beginning where she was raped and they show her being split apart Mm -hmm. in a very gruesome way. Right. That's a metaphor, obviously. Yeah. So you're saying these scenes of them turning into whatever craven beasts... Those are all metaphors for how they're behaving. Yeah, I think so. Okay, I can get that. So I think maybe it's not as bad as what you might think. You know, this, I mean, it's very obviously witchcraft, right? Like, yeah. there's been a long tradition of stories about witchcraft where the witch is facing off against an old patriarchal sort of society. Like, it's not as subversive today as it was maybe back in 1973 when women's liberation was happening. Sure. So it's not as, like, really impactful 
to us today, but back then it really, really was, I think. So this story is one of a woman getting her liberation against this archaic version of society. And, you know, there's debauchery and whatnot, but I'm on her side. You are? Yeah. She still loves her husband. Yeah. And they they try to get back together. Now, this is the sad part. This is uh, sad on top of sad. This movie's called Belladonna of Sadness. Right, So right. sad is really a major part of this. Yeah. Her husband is sent to her to try to get her to come to the king's court so that the king can have a meeting with her because, as the husband says, they want to join forces, but the lady is now out of the way because the page came to our protagonist, I suppose, mm-hmm. Jean, and got a potion from her to to roofie the lady so that they could make it because he's in love with her he says and he can't get close to her because one she's the lady Mm -hmm. two he's a peasant Mm -hmm. he's he's her page their stations are totally different she's like who cares about your station in life who cares about your class here take this potion so he roofies her and they eventually end up making it and in throes of passion they're both murdered by the lord it's a big old blade down both of them stabbed while in coitus I do believe. Yes. Talk about coitus interruptus. <laughs> Very good, Elvie. Thank you. I didn't even know I set that up. <laughs> but thank you for taking it. Mm-hmm. So that happens. So it's a ruse that he sends her husband to her. And so her husband tries to get her to come to the kingdom so that the king can join forces, so he says. And then at the end of his whole, I- I'm trying to really convince you just with all the positive stuff. The king will will join forces with you. You'll have everything you want. It's another deal with the devil, basically. But, like, also, if you don't, he'll kill us both. Like, that end footnote, (laughs) that kind of nullifies all the sweetness that you're trying to talk beforehand. Or else. Or else what? You're dead. What? (laughs) But she does have the meeting with him, and she knows that it's pretty much a trick. And he offers her a bunch of stuff. And she says, I don't want it. I don't need any of that. Well, what do you want? Everything. (laughs) At which point. Dun, dun, dun. I don't want the world. I just want your half. Well, no, she wants all of it. I know. <laughs> at, at which point he flips his lid and... I'm just trying to quote all your favorite songs. So the Lord's gone crazy. He's so mad. He orders her to be burned at the stake. Because... You want everything? Well, die! Yeah. Um, so that's what happens. They, they string her up and they burn her and... Well, her husband tries to save her. Yeah, he gets killed too. Like, they show the one spear through him, and everybody in the crowd, actually, who was, again, siding mm-hmm. with the Lord, started to get really mad that they killed him. Mm-hmm. And then all the spears come down at them, like, oh, you're going to riot? Well, you're going to die if you riot. Mm-hmm. And then they cut back to the husband, who was stabbed once, and now he's stabbed a bunch of times with a bunch of spears through him. I'm like, must have happened off camera. Right. She's being burned, and she suffocates, and she dies. And then it shows us the crowd again, and everyone's faces in the crowd start turning into her face. One by one. Yeah. So it's a very je suis Jean moment, <laughs> I guess. <laughs> you know, like, they, they yeah. have all, they've all been affected by her, and they all sympathize with her now. Right. So this is like power of idea, I think. But being that this is a surreally presented film, I'm not sure that her ideas are presented. I'm pretty sure they're not. They're not really presented as they are her ideas. No. So it's a really confused because you're talking about feminism. Yeah. The the rise of feminism. But at the same time, Japan didn't really have too much of that going on. True. And it's Western society that 
has that. So mm -hmm. this doesn't seem to be having any kind of agenda as far as a message goes. Well, you're forgetting that it's a French story. Well, it's based on Jules Michelet's nonfiction Satanism and Witchcraft. It's a book. Yeah. But, but I don't know that book at all, and I don't know what kind of things are taken out of that book as far as the story goes or if it's just elements of like the deal with the devil sort of thing. From what I understand, because I don't know the book either, but from what I understand just quickly reading about it is that or that's the origin of a lot of the witches versus patriarchy stories that we have. Like this was one of the very first ones where it just celebrates womanhood and witchcraft and paganism like as something that is subversive and it, it cha challenges. It absolutely is. Now when there's a moment where the Black Plague reaches everything, mm -hmm. they show all the cathedrals that were built in France being melted and crumbling into rubble. Yeah. Spilling like black oil because it's all black and white so the ink starts to run and turns right. into waves and is engulfed by the Black Plague. Also, there are these really cool, almost cute little germ things that they animate. Right, yeah. Of the, the Black Plague. That symbolize the plague, yeah. And, yeah, they're very cool. And I can see somebody making an enamel pen out of a couple oh, of Oh, sure, them. sure. But I, I was chuckling throughout the whole thing because I was like, this is true. When this happened, the it's not just a literal depiction of buildings crumbling. Mm -hmm. It's just the figurative as well because everybody had the church to answer to. Mm -hmm. And the church was the, the educator of the land. You didn't go to schools or anything unless you were a monk. Right. And, or a nun. Monk or a nun. Then you learn. And the rest of everybody else is only told the information by the church. Right, and the church symbolizes, at least in this, like the oppression of the common people. Because that is, like you were saying, the lord and the lady and the royal mm -hmm. uh, court there is, they are zealots. Mm -hmm. And so that's a timeless thing, or, or that's something no, that's repeated, you know, timeless. you know, help, help, I'm being repressed. Like <laughs> that sort of, or is it repressed or oppressed? That's always been a thing. Yeah, it has. Well, ever since the Holy Mother Church or Father Church, whichever thing came into being, as far as Judeo-Christian has happened. I'm pretty sure even biblically, when Christ came about, his butting heads with the local religious magistrates, if you would call them that was the Pharisees and the Sadducees or, or the mm. holiest of holy Jewish rabbis and stuff who were actually in that story hypocritical because they weren't really leading the life that yeah. they showed yeah. everybody that they were. They were just being holy, powerful, and pat myself on the back people. Much like the current day televangelists and so on that just won't stop yeah. being prosperity teachers and they're the only people that are raking in the money. It's all tiny kingdoms yeah, yeah. of wealth and right. stuff. So this story seems to be, since I would maybe say the perversion of Christianity, the concept of following Christ and right. what Christ says. The perversion of that, turning that into a bunch of big buildings and you have to listen to dogma so I can line my pockets. Seems to be timeless, mm -hmm. but it did have an origin. Yeah, but my point in saying like you're forgetting that this is a French story mm -hmm. is that there's symbolism in the French Revolution. Right. Well, I mean, especially the last shot. Yes. In the yeah, film, yeah, totally. I mean, it's it obvious. It has this big painting. Uh, actually, three paintings and two or three paintings. Uh, one is the Lady Liberty mm -hmm. 
uh, topless, badass woman carrying a flag and a bayonet with a little dude, a uh, teenage boy or tween Behind boy her, with yeah. two musket guns. Yeah. It's a very famous painting. Yes. It's a totally badass image. Mm-hmm. And the other one was just like a standard profile, but uh, look at the Capitol building. Yeah, and yeah. then a bunch of soldiers fighting each other in the foreground. Right. And so it's saying how unifying and strong women can be. Uh, you pointed out at the very end, this is a Joan of Arc story, kind of. But Joan of Arc's story was a bit more, she really believed that she was called by God to do this and she mm-hmm. didn't make a deal with the devil. Right. Other people said, no, you're dealing with the devil. <laughs> and she's like, no, God. And then they're like, well, you're burned at the stake. And she's like, fine. <laughs> and then they burn at the stake. Sorry, that's not meant to be disrespectful. Much respect to Joan of Arc. Uh, anyway, as a person who doesn't typically like anime, LB. Yeah. Because you don't. Anytime I want to watch something that might be anime, animated in Japan, <laughs> you're like, ugh, I don't want to, though. And this one, when it was first on Amazon, I put it on for like a minute. And you were, ugh, I don't want to. Hey, look, I have to be in the mood, okay? That's about everything. I'm really moody as a person in general. So I really have to be in the mood to watch things like this. And, you know, sometimes I just don't want to watch animated movies at all. Sure, I get that. And I really don't like anime. Okay, I'm sorry. I'm just, I'm not, like, biased against anime or anything, but it just was never part of my life. Like, I don't have any sort of ties to it, really. Except for I like to watch Astro Boy when I was a teenager when they showed it on MTV. That's the very first late at anime. Night. Yeah, I like that. I like that very, very old style okay. of anime. Like, I, you know, I just never watched Sailor Moon. I never watched Dragon Balls. Um, <laughs> That's Dragon Ball Z. Oh. Not Dragon Balls, not Dragon Ball Z. <laughs> I'm not a Pokemon girl. You know, like, I've just never had this, okay? So I, anime to me, I just don't really like the style. And what I definitely don't like about it, and maybe this is not the right terminology, is I don't really like the frame rate, I guess. Well, when you watch something like Akira, Akira. Akira. Or Ghost in the Shell. Uh huh. Those have really good frame rate. Mm hmm. Okay. Yeah, I can handle those. Those are films. Mm hmm. Those aren't anime shows or OAVs, original animated videos. This is what an OAV is. Mm-hmm. OAVs can be lots better. But there still is a, a drop in frame rate, especially once you get cheaper and cheaper with the production values. As far as like, we need to get this out now. They then tend to drop frame rate drastically. Yeah. And I understand totally what you're talking about. It just bothers me, man. My opinion is about anime. I really mostly, not totally, mostly just don't like the character designs. Hmm. I'm not one for oversized baby heads on sexy hot lady bodies. (laughs) Okay. Or uh, little pinhead dudes with giant muscles or like spiky hair. You know, like a a lot of what you think of when it gets to anime, immediately what comes to mind, you say anime or manga, you think of it, I don't like it. I don't like what it looks like. The outliers are like Katsuhiro Tomo's stuff and even Miyazaki or whatever. And I forget what this guy, you know, you know, Lupin the Third type stuff. Right, okay. Cartoony. As opposed to big heads and whatever. Yeah. And it's also still older stuff. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. I can be forgiving sometimes, but this movie doesn't have any of that. It just simply looks like actually a marriage of two styles. Like with the hairstyles that I said, mm-hmm. like it's a Barbarella thing. So it's informed by that 70s, 60s, early 70s mod sort of thing. Graphic art. And then Japanese manga illustrations. Sure, yeah. So it's like a marriage of those two things, and it's very stylish in that way, and I really, really appreciate it. Mm-hmm. Well, I said two things, but Egon Shell, again. 
I'm not an art historian. Sorry if I got things wrong. <laughs> okay. But did you like this movie? Yeah, I did. And the reason why I think is it's a style of art I can handle to begin with. <laughs> it's something I can get down with. Um, it's very weird. Every scene is something you need to look at. You know, it's like Kubrick. Every I, frame I, hate is saying, a picture. I hate saying that, but yeah, it's like that. You know, you're going to miss something if you look away. That is really cool. Also, I like the symbolism in it. It's not just a story. It's not just a folktale. Like, there's something behind it. I really like the title of this, too, because, I mean, why is it called Belladonna of Sadness? Well, she uses Belladonna flower. Mm -hmm. Belladonna means beautiful woman. She's a beautiful woman, but the Belladonna flower is, well, it's thought of as a poison, but it's also a hallucinogenic. Well, so that's super layered as well. Yeah. Hallucinogenic properties. It is considered a poison or toxic. Uh-huh. She is beautiful. Uh-huh. This movie is presented in a very trippy way. Yeah. It's, see, this is what I was saying, the double-edged message. Is right. she Is she like a feminist icon type of thing? Or is she uh, a tragic figure in the feminist stuff is just happenstance along the way that isn't really feminist? You know right, what I mean? Right, right. Because she is also a villain. Yes. Sort of. Yes. So this movie makes you think about things, and that's why I like it. Yeah, good. I'm glad. Thank you. Because my... My answer is the same, similar. I mean, it can't be absolutely the same. <laughs> We're not the same person. But yeah, it's a very similar answer. So, all right. Thanks, well, Andrew. You're welcome, LB. Good night, everybody. Good night. Demon dong it is. <laughs>